Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, and today I am going to talk about navigating the fake news on holding Bitcoin IRA. So I usually don't uh, you know, do any of these podcasts. I'm a pretty positive guy, um, and usually I um, you know, want to set a positive tone, um, and I don't like the term fake news. Uh, it's overused and not something I, I kind of go to, but uh, I just finished reading an article um, – Actually, on Forbes, which I, I contribute to, and uh, you know the, the the crux of the article is basically you know ways that you should uh, you know per, hold bitcoins in a in a retirement account. Um, you know, basically things you need to know if you're choosing a crypto service provider. And uh, you know, so read the article. Uh, just you know, kind of wanted to learn more about what was being said, and then I you know stumbled on a part of the article, which talked about of interest how to how to use a custodian controlled model. So if you want to use a retirement account to buy a crypto like Bitcoin, there's basically two ways to do it. You can use a custodian that works through a broker to purchase the Bitcoin, and then the Bitcoin's held by a company, not you. Uh, the private keys are held by a company that you have no control over. Uh, and then the LLC model, which, again, I think that's just the best of both scenarios because you have control over the private key as the IRA holder. And, again, I've been investing in crypto for many years. That's that's pretty much the, the main point of cryptocurrency is decentralization and control where you're basically you know, – taking full control over the asset and bypassing third parties like banks and financial institutions where you have control over the, the crypto. I mean, that's the main per- point of this, that and um, security and obviously confidentiality. So when I read that it's more in a more secure scenario, the company retains ownership of the customer's key and, sec- and securities, that was something I just you know, almost choked on. I-, I could not believe I just read those words and it actually got published. Uh, it reduces the likelihood that investments be lost or stolen uh, when someone else holds your private key. I mean, how, how is that even reality? That, that's just fake news. That's just utter nonsense and lies. Um, how, how can you feel more secure if you give your ATM card to a third party to hold or to give your uh, social security number to, for someone else to hold? How is that more safe than you holding it yourself? Uh, that to me is just unbelievable. So, I had to kind of do this podcast and, and let people know that hey, if you're reading anything and you know and you're learning about cryptos, the first thing you should learn about is before even blockchain uh, is is how it works, how how you got to go on exchange to buy cryptos, how you can convert fiat to crypto, and how you then are able to buy the crypto on exchange, and then from the exchange you can move it to a, a cold wallet like a, a nano, like a USB, or a hot wallet like a either on the exchange or another online or app which will uh, hold hold the cryptos for you in a secure way but again you retain the private key you have control over that hot wallet that cold wallet it's in your possession i can't imagine anyone uh stating in a serious serious tone that giving that to a third party company you don't know not someone you trust in the sense that you you actually are a family or related to them, you know them, you vetted them. All you know is they're a company, they're a custodian, so they have um, you know some responsibilities, but they're not fiduciaries. Um, and again, cryptos are not precious metals; they don't have to be held physically in the possession of a bank or a trust 
company. So you don't, you don't have that physical possession requirement. Why on earth would you want to give up your private key to a third-party company who you have to go through to move it, to convert it to another crypto, to sell it? You then have to go through brokers to buy it, to sell it, pay fees, uh, can go up to 20 25%. You have no control. So to me, this just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if you want to say uh, there's two methods, these are the, both the ways you can do it, one's through a broker and a custodian, one's through an LLC, they have their advantages or disadvantages. The advantage on the custodian control is you don't really aren't, you aren't involved, so if you don't want to get involved in the process, you don't know much about this, and you feel comfortable with having a, a broker buy and sell for you and, and have a custodian hold it, which still could be pretty secure, no doubt. Um, there's dual authentication. There's some, some really good products just for Bitcoin, really. Not much for Ethereum, Litecoin, or, or some of the smaller uh, tokens like Ripple. There's really nothing out there. But let's say just Bitcoin. Um, you can say, sure, that, that's an option. Um, the LLC is an option, too. You, you'll reduce your cost. You'll take a little bit more control. Um, but to say that you know it, it's, it's more secure scenarios to have the company retain ownership of the customer key, that, I mean, that's just ludicrous. Um, why would you ever want someone to own your private key? You just means, in other words, you just lost it. So you know, if if you're not familiar with the whole concept of private keys, it's like your ATM card, or your keys to your house. Would you have someone hold it that you don't know and you never met in a different state? Um, that's that's not governed by FINRA or the SEC. That's just governed by a division of banking in a, a state that you're not uh, in, for example, or you can't touch. Uh, these are digital assets. These are ones and zeros and X's. These aren't gold or silver or liens or deeds or notes. I mean, this is not something you can just touch or a house. This is this is digital. <laughs> so why on earth would you give it to someone else to hold? Um, and you, you may want to do that because you don't feel comfortable using the hot or cold wallet option. That's fine. I mean, I'm not saying we've helped clients hold it uh in a custodian control model, I, I don't think it's the best scenario, but I've done it. Uh, I think with Bitcoin, there's there's some pretty good options. Anything other than that, not so much now. But I, I would not on record go and say that's the safest approach and most secure scenario, um, especially for the client who doesn't have access to the private key. If they want to sell it on a weekend, they can't do it if the broker's not around. They don't even know essentially what they own because they don't have the private key. So they have zero control over the process. So... Uh, when, I, when I read the words of the more secure scenarios holding is the company retains ownership of the customer's keys and securities, I mean, I, I just had to you know, do a podcast about it and let people know that, hey, that, that's not reality. That, that's not right. That's not the truth. Um, that's an option, and some people may think that's a better option, but I don't know many people say that's a more secure option than you actually holding it yourself or you have total control over it, whether it's, it's online or whether it's in a heart uh, USB type nano if you lose it at least you can blame yourself right uh, again there's also backups it's not like if you just lose the USB you, 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 you're you gone your cryptos are gone as long as you have a way to uh, remember your private key you can always buy another nano and get that the cryptos or the bitcoin back on the hard wallet but to say no um, it's not safe for me to hold my, my car keys or my ATM it's better to have some company hold my ATM card that's a more secure way of doing it, um, I don't buy it. Uh, and again, ATMs, uh, private keys, car keys, house keys, I mean, same idea. It's who controls the actual asset. So, uh, yeah, I just think if people are wanting to buy cryptos, learn about the concept of private, public key, understand, obviously, blockchain. Before you get to blockchain, just even understand the whole idea of, of ownership is you need to have the private key. If you don't have the private key, 
can't move the, the crypto, sell it or exchange it. So by giving that up, even if there's some dual authentication where the, the custodian can't move it without your consent, you still are limited to move it because you need a custodian's consent. You can't do it on a weekend or on a holiday or after you know, 6 p.m. Eastern time, for example. Um, but in most cases, other than Bitcoin, you have no control over the crypto because the, uh, the co-ownership type wallets aren't uh, exactly uh, where they need to be. Um, and in fact, I've worked with some custodians in this manner where the client has no control. It's not even dual authentication. The client needs to call the custodian to move it, and the custodian moves it without the client's interaction or knowledge. Um, and the client has zero, zero control over this process. So to say that's the safest approach uh, is mind-boggling. Um, anyways, if you have comments about this, I'm all about security. I don't care if you use a custodian, LLC. I really don't care how you do it. Uh, what I care about is, is, is understanding what you're doing, being secure. Uh, in my case, I, if I lose my, my nano, at least let me blame myself. I don't want to put my trust in a, in a third-party company uh, that I don't know. Um, so that's the, my attitude. For someone to say it's safer, more secure for some company to hold my private key is just ludicrous. Uh, it's mind-boggling and I'm just shocked that something like that gets published because uh, that just goes against the whole principles of cryptocurrency. Um, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Hope you found the podcast helpful. You can follow us at IRAFG or Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening.